Dialogos Radio's Commentary of the Week. Each week, Michael Navradagis provides views and opinions on issues pertaining to Greece and to the worldwide Greek community. Coming up next, here on Dialogos Radio. We are still in the early days of the new Syriza Independent Greeks Coalition government in Greece, a new government which has been the subject of much hope, promise, and optimism in Greece and globally as well. In the days following the elections of January 25th, the new Greek Prime Minister Alexis Tsipras and the new Finance Minister Yanis Varoufakis have constantly remained in the news, while the new government has reiterated many of its pre-election pledges for rolling back austerity measures and cuts which have harshly impacted ordinary Greek citizens. In these early days, of the new government, we've seen the new finance minister Varoufakis maintain a firm tone in a recent interview on the BBC and in a recent press conference with Eurogroup head Jeroen Dijsselbloem. We've heard government promises that the minimum wage will be restored to pre-crisis levels and that there will be no further cuts to pensions, that the education system will be reformed, and numerous statements claiming that the new Greek government does not recognize the Troika and does not wish to continue the so-called bailout program. At face value, all of this sounds great, especially for a population that has been battered by five-plus years of austerity. Cities' rhetoric has provided a tremendous sense of hope and optimism for Greece, which has been missing for many years, and this optimism has spread to Spain and many other countries which have also borne the brunt of neoliberal economic policies over the past several years. What happens when this optimism is itself excessive and unwarranted? The excitement over getting rid of a deeply corrupt, undemocratic, and increasingly authoritarian government is understandable and is something which I share in. This does not mean, however, that the new government should be given a blank check to do whatever it wishes, nor does it mean that they will save Greece and the world. And yet there are many Greeks and non-Greeks who believe just that. There are many who are saying that for the first time in many years they are proud to be Greek, as if their national or cultural identity is determined by their country's politicians. There are many who are saying that the new government should not be questioned, that it is saying all the right things, that they should be given full and unqualified support for their actions. Opinion surveys in Greece, the same ones which were wildly off the mark when it came to predicting the results of the recent elections, are now telling us that already over 60% of Greeks approve of the new government. Numerous media outlets which were known for their boldness in serving as a watchdog over the previous government have suddenly become blindly loyal pro-Syriza psychophants, constantly glorifying every last action of the new government without question. And what is getting lost in all of this hoopla is the fact that a government, no matter its ideological background, is at its most dangerous precisely when people place their blind faith in it and refuse to critically examine its actions. What exactly needs to be questioned, though, about the new government? After all, they've been saying all the right things, haven't they? Well, in fact, they haven't. One of the first moves made by new finance minister Yanis Varoufakis, for instance, is to hire Lazard, a Wall Street firm which had advised previous Greek governments during the years of the economic crisis and austerity. Lazard had served as an advisor to the embattled former finance minister Yorgos Papakostandinou, who is now facing legal troubles as a result of charges that he removed the names of family members of his from the so-called Lagarde list of alleged Greek tax evaders with bank accounts in Switzerland. Lazard also served as an advisor to the unelected Greek government of technocrat Lukas Papadimos during the PSI agreement of 2012, when Greece's debt was supposedly written down, but when in fact old Greek bonds were replaced by new bonds issued under British law. And Lazard also served as an advisor to the previous government for its privatization program. Now this firm has been hired by Varoufagis to 
advise the finance ministry, despite his earlier claims that he would fire the ministry's economic advisors in order to secure funds to rehire the ministry's fired cleaning women. Now, what is wrong with Lazard, you might ask? Some have said that Lazard simply goes wherever it gets paid, that even the Rafael Correa government utilized its services. The difference is that Correa utilized their services explicitly for the purpose of buying back his country's bonds at a discounted rate. No such program has been put on the table by Syriza. Lazard is also said to maintain close ties to the French Socialist Party, but let us not forget that this is the same French Socialist Party, which also swept to power in 2012 on a platform of hope and change which has since proven to have been all words and no action, and whose approval rating prior to the terrorist attacks of early January was hovering somewhere in the teens. What we've been seeing in reality is a government that has backed off even from its pre-election rhetoric, and which is now talking about forging a partnership with Europe and reaching a quote, mutually beneficial agreement. Cities is already talking about reaching a new agreement with the European Union and the European Central Bank, which will not be called a memorandum agreement, but which will nevertheless contain new terms and conditions for Greece to abide by. Prime Minister Alexis Tsipras came out recently and said that Greece will fulfill its loan obligations to the European Central Bank and to the International Monetary Fund in full, while there is no serious talk of launching an independent audit of Greece's debt prior to making any agreements regarding its restructuring or its repayment. The government has already begun to backtrack from its promises of restoring the minimum wage to the pre-crisis level of 751 euros per month, and is now saying that it will accomplish this gradually over a period of time and only after providing vague reforms for the business sector. The government has also announced that pensions will not be reduced further, an announcement which pleased many people, though far less people seem to have noticed the irony that everyone is now happy that their battered, sharply reduced pensions will remain at present levels. In other words, people's pensions were slashed to the bone, and now everyone is celebrating because they won't be slashed further. I suppose that these are the radical policies of hope and change which Syriza has promised, policies which have deviated radically from Syriza's previous rhetoric and from actions which have been taken by governments in countries ranging from Iceland to Argentina. And on top of this, questioning Syriza, at least during this early honeymoon period, is extremely difficult, more difficult in fact than it was to question the previous government. For many, Syriza can do no wrong. It represents hope, it represents optimism, and for many, it represents the so-called European dream, which a significant segment of the Greek population refuses to let go of. Why are Greeks so attached to Europe and this so-called European prospect, however? It has much to do with the psyche of the country, which gained its independence in 1828, but which in reality has never really been truly independent and sovereign, an inferiority complex toward the supposedly better, wealthier, and more civilized peoples of Western and Northern Europe. For many, membership in the EU and in the Eurozone validates Greece's place in the so-called First World. Interestingly enough, however, these same people have nothing to say about countries such as the United Kingdom and Denmark and Sweden, which refused to join the Eurozone, or countries such as Switzerland and Norway, which are not even members of the European Union. Are these countries less wealthy, less civilized, and less European for doing so? The answer to that question should indicate how ridiculous this mentality is, and yet it remains a dominant force in the Greek psyche. And as if that wasn't enough, we had US President Barack Obama come out recently to say that he supports an end to austerity in Greece, while also adding, however, that Greece has a famously terrible track record of collecting taxes. Many people ate his words up in Greece, but there were few who questioned the fact that many large US corporations, ranging from Citigroup to Starbucks to Amazon to General Electric to Verizon, pay zero or almost zero in federal taxes, while ordinary salaried workers in Greece are taxed at the source 
And while everyone, even the unemployed and the elderly living on a tiny pension, must pay a 23% value-added tax for basic goods such as medicine and clothing. Stereotypes, however, are apparently more important than reality. To borrow a phrase from Barack Obama, let me be clear about something. What I would like to see is for Greece and its people to do well, for the crisis and misery to end, and for the country to overcome its many problems and pathologies, and to become a positive example for the world. I'm not rooting for Greece to fail, but that does not mean that the new government must be supported blindly, especially if one believes that their policies will do the opposite of what is being promised. And as we've discussed repeatedly on our program, within the confines of the European Union and the Eurozone in particular, it will be extremely difficult, if not impossible, for Syriza's promises to be fulfilled and for the country to return to growth, stability, and prosperity. Austerity is quite simply built into the Eurozone equation, and what's been happening over the past few years could very well happen again and again and again in the future. If one truly wants the good of Greece, then they will hold its government accountable, acknowledge it when it has done something that proves to be successful, but also question it when it fails or backtracks on its supposed principles. Let's not forget, every government makes promises. The previous governments in Greece also promised that there will be no new cuts and no new measures, and after a while there were more cuts and more austerity. Syriza should also be held accountable when it flip-flops, but that cannot happen if people celebrate the government's wards instead of critically questioning the government's behavior. Thank you.